Listeners, to the inner sanctum. Today's tale involves a criminal and a crack mine engineer blackmailed into cooperation. An unlikely collaboration in the search for the devil's fortune. 500 miles inside Mexico looking for a treasure that's said to reside in the clutches of the devil itself. Today I bring you an old time radio episode which has been suggested to me multiple times before. An episode from the Inner Sanctum, released on the 31st of the 1st, 1949. Oh yes, fresh off the press. <laughs> As usual, I fixed it, tweaked it, because this one in particular is exceptionally old and required a bit of love. But now at a stage where it's not blasting your ears out and clearer to listen to. Albeit this one is unfortunately in not such great condition. I did my best to remaster it. Now folks, believe it or not, I've managed somehow to get sick once again. There's a new strain passing by and traveling on the train every day and in a huge office of sick people basically means I'm gonna get a sick. So let me rest my voice for tonight without a sign off and I'll get some rest. Luckily right now it's only a sore throat and a minor inconvenience. So I should be on the mend ASAP. Have an awesome night, my lovely listeners. And a hoo-ha for my El Grey Enforcers. And I'll see you this Friday. Hopefully as right as rain. Oh, if your dodgy criminal pal asks you to take a walk into a cave at night, don't go. Just some words of advice, mates. <laughs> Enjoy. Tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery... The Devil's Fortune was written by John Robert and stars Carl Swenson in the role of Tracy with Charles Irving as McNamara. And now for tonight's chaos. In the deep hinterland of Mexico, on the ground level over a mine shaft, a ceremony is being performed by a frightened group of men. A ceremony of fear. Drums beat, and a roaring fire licks up the night sky. Underground in a mine called El Fortuna Diablo, the Devil's Fortune, floodwaters rise slowly to choke off all life in the shaft. Clinging to the elevation of a ledge, trapped and at bay, with the waters lapping at his ankles, is a young man. His expression is desperate as he fires a gun into the subterranean shadows at an unseen target. Give me a break, man. I've got a right to live. You're wasting bullets, Tracy. You better come out of your hands up or drown. I'm waiting just around here. Yeah, your gun can't really shoot me down. I'm waiting. <laughs> Take all the time you need making up your mind, Tracy. Choose the way you want to die. <laughs> Choose the way I want to die. <laughs> Mac will get me even if it costs him his own life. Mac happened to be in a furnished room across the border in El Paso. I came out of a stupor one morning, opened my eyes, 
Blair lay in there with Big Mac sitting on a chair. Hey, who are you, mister? Never mind, kid. Right now, you're more interested in the third man in the room. Third man? Over there, propped in the corner, with a knife stuck in his chest. What? Recognize him? Yeah, sure. Coombs. We were making the rounds together last night. Who killed him? You did. Huh? Check the knife. See if it's yours. I'll give you the details, kid. At about 2 a.m., you got into a quarrel with Coombs outside the Hotel Navajo. I happened to be around, taking it all in. You're a mining engineer, but you haven't worked in a year. You were stewing over your hard luck. You took it out on Coombs. It's hard to believe it. Take the corpse's pulse, then believe it. You blacked out, and I hustled you both up here. Why? To give you a choice. Either I call the cops, or the three of us go for a ride. We'll dump Coombs somewhere, and then the two of us push on into the interior of Mexico. Is it a deal? Why are you helping me? What's in it for you, Mr. Uh, McNamara? You're a crack mine engineer. I need a crack mine engineer that I can trust. Your knife in Coombs means I can trust you anytime, anywhere. We dumped Coombs, and two days later, we were 500 miles inside Mexico. Mac? Huh? I've been thinking. That story that you pawned off on me about Coombs, you stuck that knife in him. <laughs> Maybe, but you'll never be able to prove it now. Mac, you're crazy. And you're soft, soft and sentimental. The world's an anthill. Knifing Coombs was like stepping on an ant. Get tough, Tracy. Think big. How big? This big. I've got a map here. Read off the name. El Fortuno Diablo. An abandoned gold mine just outside a native village called Alicante. All boxed in and boarded up. Hasn't been worked in 20 years. A fortune's been laying around begging for takers. Well, why hasn't anybody worked in mine? Fright. They're all petrified with fright. From the owner, a chump named Parento, right on down the line to everybody in town. There's a legend about the mine that scared them. <laughs> the devil is supposed to make his headquarters there. <laughs> the map is spotted with blood. Whose blood is that, man? A chump who had the map previous to me called himself Klondike. He lay there drooling over the map, whispering to himself about El Fortuno Diablo. Week in and week out, month after month, I listened to Klondike whispering to himself. Lay there. Lay where, Mac? I had to break his hand open to get the map out of his fingers. Where were you, Mac? <laughs> I'll tell you sometime, Tracy. Sometime when you get out of line, maybe you'll wish I hadn't told you. We reached Alicante, bleak, backward village, 
where civilization came trickling in slowly by donkey cart over narrow mountain passes. From here on, kid, watch me operate. How are you going to get El Fortuno Diablo? Steal it. We steal the mine from a Senor Parento, that owner I told you about. It's all fixed. Tonight, Parento's being told the hoodoo is off the mine, and that he's a dope not to cut me in as a partner and start operating El Fortuno Diablo full blast. Who's telling all this to Parento? The one guy he'll listen to and believe. <laughs> What passes for the village wise man in these parts? A joker named Montesano. Montesano has this town organized, like Al Capone used to operate in Cicero. Everybody's scared not to listen to Montesano. Well, why will Montesano play ball with you? A gun in his ribs and 500 bucks in his palm. Just you watch how Montesano plays ball. I watch Montesano. Back a home run for McNamara. We were in a room with Montesano, Parento, and a sharp-nosed fellow named Salvador. Salvador acted as a sort of bodyguard, advisor, and local technical expert to Parento. You will work the mine, Parento. You and the Senor McNamara. Well, they're legenda del diablo. The curse is no more. When your father was killed, he put the 20-year curse on El Fortuno Diablo. Now the time is over. Why, the man, they will not work the mine. No Alicante can find nobody to work the mine. You will tell everybody in Alicante and in the mountains that Montesano say it is good to work the mine. Machinery trickled in by cart over the mountain passes. Fearful workers grumblingly responded to Montesano's call. The shafts were rebuilt. The mine began operating. At the end of the first week, McNamara played his trump card. He stole the mine. It was Sunday, the day of. Lorenzo and his man Salvador had just left the conference with Mac. Mac was laughing. Kind of laugh that meant he was grinding his heels into an anthill again. <laughs> Happy days, Tracy. You've pushed your master plan another foot forward, huh? Oh, my old Tracy. Ah, take a gander at this. It's a contract for purchase. For a dollar and other valuable considerations, Parento signs the whole mine over to Mr. McNamara. Parento signed this? Yeah, he did. But he thought he was signing a requisition for supplies from Tampico. <laughs> I pulled the old document switch on him. Mac, that's an outright steal. Rento will call you a liar and a thief. You'll never get that chance, Tracy. Mac, what are you up to with Parento? Parento and his stooge, Salvador, have just gone into the mine for an administrative look around. At my suggestion. And Tracy, I've got a hunch they're going to meet up with that uh, El Diablo. Matt, what have you done? Those other valuable considerations I gave Parento. There were a couple of lunch boxes, packed nice and appetizing with chicken sandwiches and hot drinks. In just one minute, I'm going to pull the steam whistle cord so that Parento and Salvador get the idea that it's noontime and they're hungry. Mm -hmm. Minutes up. Nick, what's the connection? What have lunch boxes? 
<laughs> now you're smartening up, kid. The box is open on a wire like a booby trap. Reach for a sandwich and smoke gets in your eye. Mac, I'm not going to let you blow up. Please, chump. This is a gun in your ribs. You're itching to throw in with Parendo and Salvador. Mac! <laughs> Parendo and Salvador got hungry. Now we're really in the mining business, Tracy. Big. When the bodies came out of El Fortuno Diablo, Mac and I were out walking. The idea was that Sunday explosion happened mysteriously while we were away. That night at the hospital, I talked to the local doc. Yeah, poor Parento. We didn't even find enough of him to make a decent burial. Oh. Blown to bits. And Salvador? Well, with Salvador, it was a miracle, Senor Tracy. Salvador lives, but not his face. Now, when the bandages come off one day, it will not be the face of the Salvador we knew. Just like his mind, poor Salvador left his face behind him in El Fortuno Diablo. Parento blown to bits and Salvador with his head swathed in bandages. McNamara's master plan was going great. Now the mine worked full blast, round the clock, day and night. Montesano was on hand when needed, telling everybody the hex was off, keeping the men in line for Mac. The men were working overtime, but so was the accident emergency bell connecting the shaft to the shack we supervised from. The bell meant an injury, or worse. Tracy, if it's another casualty, I'll fry somebody in oil. We're running a mining operation, not a hospital. It wasn't a hospital case this time. It was a case for the coroner. In the mine shaft, face upward, with his eyes fixed and unwinking, lay a miner. Miguelito. Well, I'm sorry, senor, it's Miguelito. He let out a cry and dropped to the ground. I leave with pause of onions and I never forget Miguelito's cry. What killed him, Tracy? Well, nothing apparent, Mac. No wound, nothing. Shock, I'd say, from the look on his face. It was El Diablo. El Diablo told for Miguelito. His face is black and standing from the side of his head. I see horns. Not that line of talk, Manuelo. You're scaring him in. Scared men don't mind gold. Your Magnamari is a good. If I the devil who come before Miguelito, see, who dare to the ground, Diablo left his footprints. <laughs> we looked, and there, clearly defined in the soft dirt, was a print. A hoof print. Mac, it's a hoof. It's a cloven hoof. Tracy, so help me if you blow your top in front of the men. Miguelito had a heart attack, man. He was just a kid, not up to being a miner. Now everybody back to work. The men went back to mining for gold. And the emergency bell kept ringing. Tracy. Yes? Go fetch that Alicante wise man. Tell Montesano the men need another spiel about how the devil has called it quits and the hoodoo's off the mind. As the devil called quits, Mac? Tracy, you blow your top and I'll blow your head off. I'm here to mine gold. 
If I have to kill every mother's son of yours and work the mine myself. How do you explain the four murdered men, then? Bad hearts, the 24-hour shift. Maybe the men got to brawling among themselves down there. It's easier to blame a killing on the devil than face a murder rap. Now what? At the fire bell. Fireman, another omen of disaster. Your gold mine is going up in smoke. Mine with a raging inferno. Mac ran around like a wild man, barking orders, working with superhuman energy. Get that equipment going. Beat the fireman and I'll double everybody's pay. Hey, I'll do it. 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 I'll do it.
Yes, it's the art racing. It's the devil's name, yeah. Like Manuela described it, black from head to floor with horns rising from his skull. <laughs> How many devils are there around here, first Montesano? Not you. Montesano is a faker. He sees trivial, he do many things. Kill many men. I have come to know, senor. That there is no diablo. No devil? You're not standing there, huh? <laughs> but I am real, senor. Behind this face, I am Parento. Parento? They couldn't even find enough of you for a decent burial. It was Salvador they could not find. In the hospital, the doctor agreed that Parento will drive the devil from El Portuno Diablo. And the police agree Parento will be their deputy. You killed Montesano and McNamara? Si, senor. <laughs> what is so funny, senor? McNamara. <laughs> I was thinking of Mac Master Plan. <laughs> he never figured that booby crap he planted your lunchbox would blow up in his face. Good thing Tracy came out of it all okay. What do you bet when he comes out of shock, he puts his diploma in the heart? The way Max framed him, I'd say Tracy was more engineer than engineer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.